long time ago, a best friend group started a group chat for texting. Then three members of that group decided to bring those group chats to life. Now, we present to you all the podcast group chat roulette. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. And I'm Eric. Hello, boys. It's Wednesday. It's Cinco de Mayo. We've got some great content lined up for today's episode. We'll be discussing life lessons learned. That's right. You're going to hear some life experiences by Ryan, myself, and my twin bro, Eric. And we're going to hopefully teach you guys some things. And then after that, Big E's going to do his little hot take, but now some small talk. Boys, what's going on? Happy Cinco de Mayo. We just had tacos. I had a Corona Light. Dana had a alcohol-free IPA. Nice. But it was kind of a late dinner. It was a busy, busy work day, but nice to have some tacos. We had a nothing. We uh, had pasta for dinner. And (laughs) yeah, I got nothing. Steve? I'm drinking a nice IPA now. And at 9.30 tonight, I just sent the wifey out to the liquor store because I said, I'm craving some margaritas. And uh, do you guys know how to make margaritas at home? Have you ever made some? Ryan, I know you're big into margs. (laughs) I actually had a margarita of sorts over the weekend. Alcoholic at my daughter's birthday barbecue. So excited. It was like a um, something Jack. Fuck, what, what's it called? Um, Caribbean was it Jack. In a can? It was like in a glass little bottle thing. Hmm. Oh, it was like a pre-made, pre-made. Yeah, guy. like a pre-made thing. Okay. It was good. Didn't even taste the alcohol. Now, the pre-mades are not the best, in my opinion, salty. for the salty. cans, obviously. But I will say, Lisa, my stepmother, Lisa, of all people. Stepmother-in-law. Stepmother-in-law. <laughs> in-law yes um has purchased jose cuervo pre-made mix so it's got tequila in it it's not just a mix and that with ice bring me to the beach that's good now if you have like two cups of that you're probably gonna be hungover as fuck and be puking that night Mm -hmm. because there's so much sugar in it and your teeth are just starting to grind together like it's bothering me Mm -hmm. even like thinking about it but it's really good um yeah i never made a margarita in like a blender or anything like that well like during quarantine i feel like you know, everyone did new stuff because we were all so damn bored and i feel like on fridays because we have a ninja blender and we we do it in like the single serve sometimes in the bigger one but it's it's really only like two margaritas one each um and it's really just tequila triple sec honey is the sugar element uh lime juice of course and ice and then what type of like fruit do you want to stick in there mallory just cut up some fresh pineapple so we're gonna be doing some pineapple marks tonight and nice. it's actually really really good i'm excited for it so now i know i've made it now that you mentioned it because i have a really nice bottle of triple sec and you're not using triple sec for anything other than margaritas so Correct. it's just sitting on my bar cart probably contra as a contra it's like the brown one. I don't know. It's brown that has like an orange label. And that is yes. really expensive yeah. because it's small as hell. And I remember getting to the register and they were like, that's $34. And I was like, yeah, I was like 40 <laughs> bucks for this shit. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I feel like you guys in Murraysville do a lot of creative things like, you know, because you got to entertain yourselves. Well, we deserve a reward because we woke up at 530 a.m. and worked out today. So oh, what the wow. hell did you guys do with your life today? Not that. Wow. That yep. sounds great. I didn't get to work out. I was also going to come out, comment on your haircut. It looks really good. Very nice, tight fade. I'm telling you, Nikki with two Ks is just doing a fantastic job at sports clips lately. <laughs> like, I, like I'm going to tell her when I get my last haircut here, I'm going to be like, I wish you'd just come to the sports clips that I moved to. But for all, <laughs> you have to suffer for a year of bad haircuts until I find a, a new hairdresser. Oh, Ryan, I started um, Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. And we watched all three episodes last night. Oh, so you must have liked it. Good. Well, we definitely like it. And I love Kay Wins, a great actress. But man, the accents, it's it hard. Because I'm like, I think it's forced. But Dana's like, no, 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 I think it's fine. But I'm like, can't they, couldn't they have just had Kate Winslet be a little bit rough? Without saying, you're going to go home and, and I'm going to get the phone and yay, <laughs> shut up about that water and go to Coco. What are you doing? They're being so, yeah. and maybe it's it will fade out, but like even in the third episode, because the partner gets drunk in that episode, I'm sure you've caught up on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, up. then his accent really comes out. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't think you were too, you know, I don't know, like, Philadelphia, and then all of a sudden he's like my wife you know she and she. i'm like that's oh. why i said maybe I, like obviously i don't have much experience from people who like probably are a little bit trashy probably grew up in delco like maybe they have that thick of an accent i don't know well, i've east never town been especially like east town especially must be some kind of trash hole pit i don't even know well, i don't I think know. east town is actually a t- town right I would assume it would be if they're going to use all like if they're going to make reference to Wawa and, you know, sharp woods. I don't know. Why would you just make up a town if you're going to be all Delco? Steve, about it? Please uh, fact check us, please. We'll search. I mean, I just quickly. OK, because the story is set in a fictionalized version of Easttown Township in Chester County. Oh. Yeah, so, fictionalized okay. version of it because it's not filmed there. It's filmed. And they with- said that's why they use Delco accents, um, which is Chester County's obviously adjacent to uh, Delco. Whatever. It's good. Good storyline. I'm intrigued. Need to know more. Um, you know, it's just it's a lot to take in. A lot of. Data. I have a question about accents. Has anyone ever stopped you guys and said you had an accent? Yes. Like, okay. Eric, Ryan, I mean, you live in Virginia, but you don't really have like you speak like pretty proper. Like I noticed that you guys even say some things that I don't say. Like I say water and you guys both say water. Steve definitely says water. I say water, home and phone. I feel like I like go a little overboard. Eric, when was the last time who called you out on it? Was it just something random? I think people are like, yeah, you have a New Jersey accent. It could probably just because I'm louder too. But um, I, I do remember specifically like some girl said it and she was like, yeah, you definitely have an accent. <laughs> like, And she was. <laughs> you said was it like that? To, that was me trying to do like a Latina ghetto accent. Oh, I'm, like, oh I'm, I'm the one with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Steve. No, I was just going to close the loop on that because I I was at in like an EY conference. I'm a tax accountant for all the listeners. This is your first episode listening. I'm a tax accountant with Ernst & Young. And I was wow. at, you know, one of these national trainings and it was someone from like San Francisco. And they were just like, you're from Philadelphia. And I was just like, really? And I'm, I'm at these events, you do tend to like have a couple of beers. And I do feel like when you have like maybe two or three drinks and you are just prone to at least have an inkling of it, like, you know, that type of accent, it just came flat out. And I guess I was saying water and throwing a lot of shit out there. But I can't imagine the people watching that Easttown show that aren't familiar with the Delco accent at all. At least we're familiar with it. They probably think it just sounds like super ridiculous, but I just think. Or maybe they don't notice it. I almost wish I didn't. I wasn't so familiar with the accent because I would have been like, oh, they sound like there are a trashy neighborhood yeah. who don't have a lot of money because they all like know each other in this town. Right, right. But actually speaking of trashy towns, <laughs> how is your lease situation? So did you give the hammer? When we left things off last Wednesday, I, you know, my anger wasn't actually coming out too much on the podcast when I listened back to it because I was like, truly furious an hour before we recorded i remember walking outside with my wife and like just being mad like these people are blatantly taking advantage of me and the fact that she only came down on 50 dollars discount when i would still be paying a 400 premium and they basically said nope you won't pay anything next year um you know my blood was boiling like i just don't like getting taken advantage very principalistic and i went to sleep that night just very nervous. Like I, like I woke up many times because I just knew I'm going to be talking to this woman at 10 AM. And it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes I think Mallory looks at me like I am someone that like avoids, you know, conflict and stuff like that. So she kind of was just like, do you need me to call? <laughs> I'm just like, God <laughs> damn it. I'm a pussy. Um, but I was like, no, you're in clinic. I was like, I got this. I'm handling it. I'm a man. And uh, so I called her. Very nice. And my approach in these types of situations is do not come off, you know, mad at all. Like, you know, I want to come off. I'm a very fact, fact-based person. If I need to get to that level, I will. I don't know. I've always approached these type of like negotiation type of situations that you just can't come off mad because like, if they're going to come down, like they don't, they're not going to come down to someone they don't like. Do you guys like have an approach in that? I know it's like silly stuff. Like maybe you're trying to negotiate with Xfinity or something like that. Like to me, I don't go in as like, well, I need to speak to your manager. Like that's just not how I deal with it. I feel like you guys are like me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I build up in my head how I'm so angry, but then push comes to shove. I'm actually the total opposite. Like, hi, hi, yeah, yeah, hi. Kill him with kindness. <laughs> and like, I'll say things like, I know it's not you making the decision, like, yes. but blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you guys do. This. Oh my God. We're constantly making excuses. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I, I just need to say this again. It's not personal. Like, and we're just <laughs> caveating, caveat, because it's difficult for me to like, just directly say something like, no, nah, that's unacceptable. And those are the people that get the shit that they want. Like, well, you know, Eric- no. here's the thing. I think it works based on your personality. Yeah. Being the hard ass works for Brandon because he will be that hard ass till the end. You two cannot be the hard ass because you're acting the whole time. 
and in the end you'll be like okay i'm sorry about all this (laughs) (laughs) i i'm nice but i i try to bring as much like logic into it too so i do come out with some blunt statements but dana does it really well she does it super nice that's why she's our comcast girl you know she calls and she's like finding out how many kids the person has on the other end she's like getting these personal details and she does find like a good monthly discount but yeah so you got you got to get like if you're going to go friendly go all in if you're going to be a hard ass go all in and be willing to hang up and be like i'm going to sue your company <laughs> i mean so back to this like long story short i went in nice kia how you doing where you living are you are you in the Pittsburgh area? I love how her name is Kia. Yeah, Kia Crooms. Uh, are you oh, kidding? Maybe me? she's a listener. Kia maybe Kia Crooms. Maybe she's a listener. I'll beep that out. That's all right. <laughs> We've got ten listeners. So, um, you know, very nice. She lives in Pittsburgh. She moved right before the pandemic. And I was like, Kia, listen, I'm gonna get right to it. I don't want to waste your time. I know your time is valuable. And I just went on like an eight to 10 minute spiel. And of course I had like stuff written down and bullet points on like a notepad in front of me because I just wanted to make sure I hit everything. I sounded fluid. I didn't sound like I was reading from something obviously, but I just wanted to make sure just like, here's like chronologically what had happened. I have it written in an email that you promised me no premium, you know, all this stuff. We're good tenants. My wife is a student. I may have to take out another student loan Threw that one in there again. Um, Literally, she probably could have stopped me after 30 seconds because that's when I realized she was like, totally understand, Mr. Renacchio. And this is what we're going to do for you. And wait, can I stop you right there? Yeah. How do you guys feel when you get a Mr. Renacchio? I I feel respected. Is there any like, does it make you feel weird, though, a little bit? Like, obviously, I understand why they're saying it. Yeah. Like thinking of myself like Mr. Trachtenberg or even sir, like it's just like a weird thing. Like I still look at myself as like a young, a very young person, even though. No, totally agree. I mean, it, it, when you put it that way, yes, it's weird. If anyone actually that I knew called me Mr. Vernacchio, I'd be like, why the hell did you just call me that? That's my dad. Like you have talked to her, you know, she's probably so used to saying Mr. to everybody or Mrs. So customer service, I just don't care about it. But exactly. I've, I've stopped some people that if I've talked to them more than once, I'm like, you can call me Eric. Yeah. <laughs> or Diego. <laughs> one of the- <laughs> That's real personal. So, you know, she, she brought up the Mr. Renacchio. She knew it would work on me. Uh, check one. And then she, but then she kind of confused me. She, she, she was like, so 12 monthlies would be you know, 17,500 total for the 12 months. And then this would be like 12,000. And I'm just like, why are you doing these totals? I'm like, she's trying to confuse me. Stay on track here, Steve. Like I was, I was bracing for like, oh, she's going to like screw me. And then she was just like, how about this? How, why don't you sign the 12 month lease and we'll waive any payment for like canceling the lease early. And what I'll do is I'll I'll send you the termination letter right now. We can like lock in the fact that it actually ends on, uh, you know, December 31st, which would be the six months and there's no penalty. So I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, so that's effectively like a six month lead at the 12 month rate, which is all I was asking for. She was right. like, yep, that's exactly right. But, and then like during this, and I think she felt comfortable with me. She was just like, 
I think that's the first time I've ever wrote something like that in an email. Like, so she even admitted, I think she screwed up last year where, you know, and I'm glad I thought about it because I was just thinking ahead of, I'm going to get screwed next year if I just don't mention something. And the reason we, and, and I truly do believe this. I mean, would we have moved out? Probably not, but yeah. So long story short, after my 10 minute, uh, nervous speaking and, uh, not being able to sleep for eight hours the night before, uh, it was over in 30 seconds. I was happy. I signed the papers and submitted them. And best part was texted Mal and was like, lease 1600 a month. What's up? She was like, Oh my God, you're awesome. I mean, I didn't really tell you details. You must've gotten that, that good stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking about this next topic because, you know, we're all adults, even though that's a weird thing to say, considering we don't want to be called Mr. Trachtenberg or Mr. Vernacchio. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, Mr. Trachtenberg and Mr. Vernacchio. <laughs> but it's like being an adult is so hard and there are so many things that you learn about. And, you know, we all say it. Oh, I didn't learn this in school, all that kind of shit. And it's just like, man, the shit that you kind of just learn about and like there's small stuff and there's big stuff. And the one thing on my mind um, is what I'm about to say. And I, I wanted to kind of pass it around and you guys do it however you want. It could be like a adult life hack. It could be a, true life lesson that you know because of your marriage or your kids whatever but the biggest thing that got me on this and then I started thinking about some other stuff that like almost I wish I would have known maybe that's kind of a good way to put it um it's just like learning about insurance like health insurance (laughs) (laughs) that is so sad (laughs) it's It's honestly, it's so sad, but it's just like a life lesson. It's like, know what a deductible is, you know, know what your out-of-pocket limit is. Um, You know, here's something that we learned during pregnancy. Actually, you know, you book an appointment for an ultrasound or something. What's the diagnostic code of that ultrasound? Anybody who is not pregnant yet or hasn't fathered a child yet. Ask for the diagnostic code. See if it's in network. If it's in network, still see how much it's going to cost. It could cost substantially more than another place. It's just like a bunch of bullshit. And at the in the end, you're you're probably still going to get screwed regardless of how mm-hmm. much you know. But it's I've learned to not because I think we're all quote unquote nice guys on this call not to be afraid to just call the doctor or call like, do I need that test? Like literally get Roxanne would get like this. I don't know if Kathy would get Roxanne on them, get Kathy on them. Maybe I feel like Kathy's like this and be like, do I need that test? How much does that test cost? You know what I mean? Cause it's so funny to me also when people are asked that and they're like, uh, I don't know how much it costs. Well, I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for something. I yeah, don't need. That's a great point. Like, I feel like you call these doctor offices and they're just like, well, it depends on what your insurance takes or whatever. And I'm just like, it's what crazy. you said is important. 
what is the code? Because that's all insurance speaks. Exactly. You get and the it, diagnostic code and that's what they send to insurance. So I've called insurance to be like, what will it cost at this place? The best is an ultrasound, which is pretty basic in pregnancy, obviously. One place costs $200. Another place costs $898. And we were about to go to that place. And there would have been like no... Right. You know, my insurance also, the bill. My insurance also isn't that great. And like, that's why you also select the right insurance. But yeah, not not a sexy lesson, but you got to do your homework, kids, especially when you get that pregnancy test that says positive. Amen. And you faint and go to the hospital in the same year. And your wife calls the ambulance when you could have just gotten a wet rag and some pretzels. <laughs> I would have woke up just fine. <laughs> But that's where you don't pay the bill because they probably won't put me in collections. Have you still not paid or are we choosing not to disclose that on this podcast? We haven't paid. I haven't gotten a physical bill. It just shows up in my chart. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I do not want to pay my outstanding bill of $1,500. I just want to <laughs> check. <it. laughs> I respect that. Anyway, um, so that was the... Uh, the boring life lesson, but you got, you got to know about these things, you know, when you're an adult. Uh, so Rye, you got any, you got any good le- lessons for us? Yeah. So I, I came up with a few Yours made me think of more, but I'll stick to these. So one of the things I've thought about is how, as you grow up clicks and I guess for the lack of a better term, like clicks in high school were such a big thing, right? Like groups of friends and like their status in the school. It was mm-hmm. very obvious, you know, we went to a very large school. Um, but we all knew who the quote unquote cool kids were, right? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows, everyone knew, everyone, everyone knows. knows. And yeah. even to this day, like some of them being trash now, it's like, oh, well, they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> And like, you know, all these different groups and like the clicks were very obvious and you were aware of them. You knew who was in the different clicks and it was just like a part of life. But when you get even to college, even when you make that jump just to college and especially after college, those things just go away and they mean nothing. And where in high school, I could imagine there being people who feel very left out and like very um, like I'm not in this certain clique or I'm not of this. I don't belong. Place. Yeah, I don't belong. Like it gets better. It gets better. People out there. See, the thing is this you you you're didn't s- experience this. I feel like you're sending a future message to your two little girls right now. Just like. <laughs> You know, and, and not saying that they're going to not like be able to like fit in because they're going to be dorks. It's 100 percent harder on women. Let's be honest. Sure. Um, You know, oh, unless sure. unless you're a dorky guy, which I find is for those saving too. a life. I yeah. Our podcast listeners is hearing this and they're like, fuck that. I'm going <laughs> to bully people now. I'm just kidding. The thing the one thing I do feel like is I think bullying is actually like pretty frowned upon like i do feel like yeah. i don't know but maybe but then i i also am a more mature person I'm, I'm not living in high school i feel like high school people are a little bit more mature maybe i'm wrong but are you saying that like 
bullying like kids are kind of woke now and like bullying isn't that's what he's saying but i'm probably wrong with no no evidence of that at all but with the internet they're probably shadily bullying like yes that's that's a great point i don't like i think it's like no one's gonna like be like put a kick me sign i mean obviously that's very old no one did that (laughs) in our high school but i'm just saying someone pants me in the hallway it's gonna be cyberbullying. Cyber. <laughs> that is actually a true story. Jesus Christ! Bad memories for my bro right there, man. And cyberbullying is probably like insane right now. But f- like physical face to face bullying, people are pussies these days. I don't think like they would like have the balls to actually bully. Not saying that you have balls when you bully someone, but it is like the woke, you know, society that kind of frowns upon that type of behavior. Yeah. So. True. This I is like it. a little unrelated, but I just have a quick sidebar because this made me think of it. Like everybody being woke and like pussies these days. So we've been touring some daycares and some at homes. And one of the daycares was like, we are very big on this. We never say we never make your child do it in anything. Like if we're all like we got to the past the newborn and we were in like the this is where they go at one years old. This is where they go at two years old, blah, blah, blah. So it's a uh, the Malvern school. So like, obviously it's very curriculum based, very nice, like visit. Yeah. Um, lots of money. And she's like, we never, you know, force them. And I'm like, maybe you should, maybe if the kid is like crying in the corner, you should be like, get the fuck up and go count the, I'm not going to say it like that, but I do believe you can't just baby kids. Yeah. I get what your point. We, we could go off a tangent on that, but it just made me think of like, you saying how I do think, I don't know, the word bully even pisses me off sometimes because I think some people can use it and it's like, no, shut the fuck up. It is true. Everyone can like misinterpret, you know, the basic terms these days, which is so annoying. But anyway, don't bully people out there. Okay, guys. I, I, I think the life lesson was it gets better after high school, right? It does. Yeah, I mean... The, the life lesson, my point was kind of like clicks dissolve and everyone can just be friends with everyone because when you get older, it's like, that's not a question. It's, it's just like, oh, you're cool. We like similar things. Let's hang out. Oh, Snowflake. another thing that I got reminded of is if Sean listens to our podcast, because I don't think he does, he's going to start cracking up because he thinks we're the biggest click there ever was. Oh my God. I'm so over him in that thought process anyway steve go we're just a simple uh best friend group we started a podcast together um so so my first life lesson is kind of like a a broad category like just financial based and i have like three quick things on it one and i started doing this three years ago keep a detailed monthly budget i feel like it just open my eyes up to what am I actually spending my cash on? I don't think a lot of people do it. I think most of our softwares that we, you know, you guys probably spend 80% of your cash on a credit card. Credit cards can already like organize this, or there's just a bunch of other things. Like how much are you actually saving a month? It just gives me like a futuristic view of, okay, when can I, like how much money can I spend on X, Y, Z and stuff like that? I think it's very important. Keep a monthly budget. Two, which kind of goes against the first one, which is keep a monthly budget to obviously save. But two, something about, and maybe this shouldn't be in the financial category, 
And I know I'm kind of expanding a little bit too much details here, but time is the most important thing in my life, right? If it costs 50 bucks to do something that takes three hours, I'm paying 50 bucks. And when it comes to like landscaping, when it comes to just like probably some future home improvement projects, I'm just someone that like, why am I going to waste a Saturday and Sunday on something I don't want to do when I can pay someone to do it? Obviously, you know, that's why you keep a monthly budget. So you can pay other people to do it. And like another example is, I don't think I'm ever going to take like a, a two-stop flight ever in my life again, unless I need to. Like I will pay the extra, <laughs> I will pay the extra money for a non-stop flight. It's just something that's just copy there. What's up? You literally sent me Vegas flights where you're paying for a two-stop flight. Did I caveat it with, if I ever have to, I live in Pittsburgh and this airport sucks and it's only two-stop flights. They don't have to direct from Pittsburgh to Vegas. And I hate myself for booking that. Three, Ryan, before you speak, don't buy a house with uh, a friend. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, I love your, okay, responding to your budget. I have tried I have created budgets several times in my adult life, especially during moments of panic where I'm kind of like, shit, like we are spending way too much money on stuff. And that's when I'll do a budget and it'll like, I like it and I like having it and then I don't keep up with it. So that's my problem. Like I do it, I sort of get a sense for where we're spending money and then a month or two goes by and it's like, that's it. So that's the first thing I'll say. The other thing I'll say is to your second part, which I, I am a do it yourselfer kind of person, but the one thing that really sticks out to me, that is a perfect point to what you're saying is oil changes. Cause I am someone who used to look for the best deal, like 20 bucks for an oil change, but it's the type of place where like, you got to get there the crack of dawn you might have to sit there for two hours and I've just gotten to the point where I'll pay $50, maybe even a little bit more to do a, a Jiffy Lube where I don't even get out of my car. Like that is the thing where I'm like, nah, I, I'll, I'll pay the money to save the time. Totally agree. Yep. It's, it's just not worth it. Time is important. Not at yeah. all. No. Eric, life lesson number two. So the other thing I had was... It is so difficult, and I think we've talked about this in general. Well, actually, yeah, we did. Last week, we talked about what we're eating, right, and how hard it is to figure out a plan. So, you know, with Mother's Day coming up, I just kept on thinking about literally my mom, who always thought of an amazing meal with, like, two to three sides, always had lunch prepared, And it's just like, moms deserve a lot of credit. Like, I don't know what kind of life lesson you learn from that shit. Maybe it's just like through experience, you just realize the portion size and like how to fucking plan out your meals for families. Like I can't even do it between me and Dana. But we used to have everything home cooked. I mean, yeah, you, you get like the Wednesday, maybe a little bit of fast food and Friday some pizza, but like everything else was home cooked. And yeah, moms deserve a lot of credit. It's a very hard decision. So all you moms who listen, happy Mother's Day this Sunday. Oh, 
That's sweet. They do just deserve a lot of credit. So do dads too. We'll give you a, a, a nice little uh, shout out in a month, Rag Guy. Thank you, sir. Other than that, really, too, in terms of a life lesson, pizza boxes have grease on them, everybody. So don't recycle them. Throw them in the trash. That's. That, I, did you mention That's that on like a, a previous podcast? I, I, I know you've. I've done it on Instagram before because I learned about it. And there's so much that can be contaminated when you recycle that we don't think about it. Like it's always good. If you have a jar of sauce or something, especially glass, because it's much easier, just rinse it with water, pour yeah. it out and then dump it. Like <laughs> don't, I know it's a pain, but I've gotten into the habit of doing it. And if it's way too crusty, I throw it in the trash because they're going to take it out anyway. And it takes somebody's a sorter's job, you know, that time out of it. Save the planet, people. Like, can I tell you, um, so, you know, like Cura K-Cups are like the worst for this shit, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like plastic and they've got shit in them. And um, like uh, Barb Nero was like the queen of Curex because she would always like do like demos for them. She would always have K-Cups. And she, every time she was done it, she would peel it, like put the coffee, you know, things in like a cup. She would wash. I was just like, that takes 10 minutes. And I was like, honestly like just proud of her she was just like it's just honestly it's something that i've gotten the habit of doing and everyone just throws out a cake cup and that's another one too it's just like damn that is just so bad and imagine all the freaking cake cups we do it's that's so a bad thing. right there connecting both of eric's both recycling and how and great moms are that's exactly true. moms take the time to do that because mom that's probably the secret to that life lesson is mom's just say, you know, this is going to be fucking tough, but I'm going to make it a habit. And the yep. rest of us are lazy as fuck. I like it. That actually leads to, that actually leads into my second life lesson. I'm going to cut you off here, uh, Ryan. And, and it's really my last one. And it just goes with that, like that mantra, like, you know, it's going to be tough. I'm going to get it done. And it's like health bed patients. And it's my job. Like, I feel like I've, I've been at this company for 11 years. And if I like look back at like when I first started, I was like an immature person that probably like panicked a lot and didn't have patience for stuff. Like I, like I look back at my younger self, like I remember maybe it was more competitiveness and stuff like that. But I remember getting like very angry, obviously with Eric multiple times, you know, typical twin fights. Um, I remember punching Kevin in the back of the head during a turkey bowl one time, like, I think it was just a mixture of like anger, you know, getting, I remember crying after losing in poker a couple of times in high school. Like, and again, it was true. Adam, like, you know, pulled out a river. And I remember going to my room as my friends finished their poker game in my playroom. And my, like my mom was just like, losing to Adam, like you expect losing to Steve. Okay. I expected that. Losing to Adam's always the first one out. Yeah. What the hell? So, um, so, but like truly being at my job and just seeing all the fastballs that have been like thrown my way and stuff like that. And I think it just builds patience. I think like lesson number one with my job is number one, you signed up for this. Don't bitch to anyone about it because you know, everyone works hard, whether they're a tax accountant, whether they're a teacher, whether they're a stay at home parent, like everyone has their own responsibility and no one really gives a shit about your own problems. And people that constantly bitch about their job, like, 
don't we hate those type of people? It's just like, you don't, you don't think I have a job that like, and responsibilities my own that like pain me every day. Right. And, and I just feel like this job has given me that perspective, helped me like compartmentalize things mentally. And, you know, I don't really get too stressed out anymore. You know, coming to Murraysville, Pennsylvania for three years was like, what the hell is that going to be like? And Hey, it went by pretty damn quick. I'm on my last six month lease with Kia Crooms. So that's, that's really my like last life lesson is um, be patient. It all works out and it really does. And like, there's always like a positive with any negative. And I, I think sometimes we just all focus way too much on the freaking negatives. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of that. And one of the things I always tell myself when I feel myself getting stressed about a project or something, it's like, I always, and I'm sure, and you guys are the same. It always gets done. Mm-hmm. You are not the type of person, like this is me talking to myself. You are not the type of person that's not going to get the work done and get yep. it done well. Mm-hmm. So like, why are you stressed about it? Like you're going to get it done. And it's the same with like back in school, back in college, like, and now in work that I think that speaks a lot to what you're saying, Steve. And one of mine actually, I think plays well, cause it also has to do with jobs, but it's a slightly different out angle. Like I can remember in college when I made the decision to like not pursue physical therapy instead, I wanted to like save the world or whatever I thought I was going to do environmental stuff. And all that mattered to me was like that. And then I think as time progressed and I was in my job, like it sort of gets to what Steve's saying about not being stressed. It's like, I have learned that like, although I, I want to have a fulfilling job and, and not hate my job and all that sort of stuff, like I work because I want to have a good life with my family and my mm-hmm. friends. And like, in the end, that's the stuff that matters. And maybe I don't feel like I'm saving the world. Like I set out to do when I was in college and made this decision to pursue, you know, environmentalism conservation, but that's okay. Cause like, I have a great home life. I have a great family. I have great friends, like, and that's the important stuff. And like, I have a job that I'm proud of. Um, and it just may, and I, you know, it makes my life good. So that's, I think that is so key. It's it, perfectly said and i think it's very similar to ours and or mine and i think this is what brings us to the real purpose of this episode and the intervention for you eric so you know you really look at your job and just take that lesson like because those lessons were for you we uh this is an intervention how's it going this was a mind um, talk. i had uh, such a great line bring, after my wait, hold on let me bring on roxanne and albert and dana <laughs> they're all here i actually think um, we need to intervene with roxanne <laughs> Oh my God. Can we have her on the pod? She would be like, what? What? I can't hear you. <laughs> she would do something like that. I was going to say, Ryan, you're not saving the world anymore, but you're saving yourself. Cause life gets better. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just that something really in my eye. I'm not crying. It's so important to uh, find that balance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was good. So now we got to end it with our favorite segment of every episode. A great hot take by our boy E. Get your hot 
takes. Oh, once one, they're all hot. In life, there are events and you get excluded. Ryan, have you ever felt excluded? Yes, this week. Deep, have you ever felt excluded? I'm sure I have been excluded in multiple things, but I've been uh, pretty lucky to be, at least in my head, excluded on most. (laughs) No, but I I hear you on that. Look, we're all excluded. We all have had times where like, why wasn't I invited? But I just have to say like, if you're not invited somewhere, it's okay to be upset, but don't be a bitch. You know, like, don't either explicitly come out and ask why you weren't invited, because that that is just awkward. You weren't invited. Like, there's just no reason for it. You weren't needed. You're still a good person. Nobody was talking about you the entire time. I guarantee it. At this age, in, the, in our 30s, like, nobody is saying, I didn't invite this person because they're so cheap and they suck and I think they're racist. Okay. We do have that conversation about some people, but we don't have it about everyone. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, don't. Think I was going to say, are we going to disclose who that is? No, no, no. I, I'm not thinking of anybody. I'm just trying to say like, it's okay to be upset, but why are you trying to make it awkward? And then also don't try to subtly say it like the silent treatment or one word answers Now, I feel females get into this a lot more than males, but I heard somebody talking about an event and like somebody else wasn't invited. And it does cause a lot of anxiety, I think, between a lot of people. And I think if we all were a little bit more confident in our own selves, we would realize I missed out. That makes me upset, but I'm really happy about myself. And I know I wasn't talked about the entire evening because I'm not that important and the world doesn't revolve around me. <laughs> and I think I have enough self-worth to kind of go on with my life. Are you done? That's it. Can I tell you, this is, I think, the first hot take where the hot taker is in the minority. You know, I will just like, it's very difficult for someone who is left out of something. I know I'm not said saying I, it's not difficult. I'm not saying that. And but I'm, they have feelings. Almost as a PSA. I get it. You can be upset. It's it's a way you're channeling them. Like, are you going? I don't to think anyone's upset? Eric. I don't think anyone who's left out is afraid. Oh, they're talking about me. Maybe like girls that are catty. I like if I'm left out, I'm gonna be like, why wasn't I? Like, I want to get to the bottom of it. Why wasn't okay, I invited? Okay, let me let me rephrase then. If you were, let's bring it to you, Steve. If you were left out, you want to get to the bottom of it. Okay, so so say you're in Say you guys, people went golfing and I was actually like living in Marlton. You didn't even get a text. Yes. Because we would text you even if you weren't in Marlton, 100%. So you didn't get a text. So you were left out. Maybe it's just not convenient for us. And we just weren't thinking of you. But we're still friends with you. Not buying it. But, okay. But that doesn't mean that Steve couldn't inquire as to why. Can I tell you something, Eric? You're talking about very specific examples with very specific group of people. And I can't quite relate to that because, like, if if you weren't invited, then 
it probably means like you felt like you should. So you're part of a group, right? And then if you're part of that group, everyone invites everyone. So this is so true. funny to me too, because Ryan set me up perfectly with that whole high school niche and click. <laughs> Seriously. Because Steve, you are speaking about a click. Like only the people in the click have to invite the click. If we're really not a fucking click, then it should not matter if you didn't get an invite to play golf. But I, I would have almost... some confidence in yourself. I'm, I'm not saying I do this perfectly. I'm saying like hot take, let's all kind of change and stop, stop like making ourselves be the center of this victim attention spot when it really wasn't about them. Now, if it's malicious, I understand that, but I don't think it's like that, especially with men. Yeah. Okay. I can buy it. I think it's for certain events. If it's going golfing, which is something that happens a couple of times a year, that was a bad example. If it's going to happy hour on a Friday after work and like going with people that were working in Philly, right? So you texted your friends in Philly because it was more convenient. And like, say you have a friend that lives across the bridge like, are you really going to tell them to come to happy hour? But then they're going to see pictures and they're going to be like, wait, why wasn't I invited to happy hour? That's when I perfectly agree with you. They should say, well, they all work in Philly. That was convenient for them. That's where I agree with you. But like, but here's the thing. Why is that person who sees a picture? Why? I'm, I don't think it's natural, but why should they question? Why wasn't right, I invited? Eric, then you haven't been left out of situations if you don't get that example. Ryan, no, I, I, exactly have questioned it, Steve. Down, I, I questioned it. I'm saying they shouldn't have to question it. They should just be like, they went to happy hour. I wish I was there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I love you, but you're not getting it. Right. What month you end it? I, I, I just, I agree with Steve. I like, I understand where Eric is coming from and the kid has a good heart, but I also think that like, Oh, Steve, I'm called the perfectly. kid now. <laughs> Fuck this, Mr. Trachtenberg. <laughs> I mean, you're the youngest one here. Um, I don't know. I, I more am on the Steve side of things, but I, I get your point. Of course you are. That's I'm the fucking godfather. That's why it's a hot take yeah. and we can agree to disagree. I know. And if you agree with me, let us know in, on the IG. Also, I can't wait for this to end so I can inquire about what brought this on because I think I know. <laughs> you guys are oh, out to fill me up because I'm going to Margarita. Excuse me? Am I breaking up again? I'm saying no, I'm no, just sound really definitely stopped working. <laughs> oh, I unplugged, I unplugged my, my microphone. Is my audio that bad afterwards? Yeah. Oh, great. You really, you really couldn't wait two more minutes? Oh, we were done. Ciao, boys. Bye-bye. Eric, life lesson number two. So, so I got, I got like a quick, quick one, one and then like a deeper one. one. So I'm going to so go like with my, my, my little quick, quick one. one. And I've shared this in this past. Look, look. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, time wait. Out. wait a second. I thought that was, was my like internet. I was waiting for Steve to make a reaction to tell me if he was hearing Eric the same wait, way. Wait, Eric, say something again. Hello. Hello. Okay. You sound like Derek, dude. Does it, Does it sound, sound like a human? Yes.